Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? Back with another episode of Trade Talk. We are almost at the end of the year and we are trying to finish off strong with a few episodes to uh, get us where we are going. Uh, very specifically in this episode, we are going to be talking about the 2021 market outlook. Um, I know a lot of people have been waiting to give their outlook on the new year. Uh, I think in particular because they do not have a clear vision on where things are going. I believe I do, and I am here to share it with you, and I think I will be spot on with my analysis. First of all, I want to say, uh, you know, Happy New Year to those of you who will probably listen to this after the first. Uh, it has been an interesting year. It hasn't been a terrible year. It's just been an interesting one. It all depends on how you handled yourself uh, through this uh, pandemic. It's been tough and it's been challenging, but... Uh, that is what, you know, your critical thinking skills are for and uh, your understanding of game theory. But let's get into it. So my thesis for the 2021 outlook um, is going to come from a macro perspective, get into a micro perspective and then tell you about what stocks that I like. But the stocks that I specifically will like will only um, be relevant to the U.S. markets and the um uh, Chinese market. Um, I don't care much for the Indian, uh, anything in the Indian stock exchanges or the BRIC uh, emerging markets or in Japan, as um, I think those things would have to be kind of handled through using Forex. So here is my thesis. If you remember in one of my old episodes, I said it's not the third quarter, it's all about the fourth quarter. And here it is about to play out. If you understand what was going on um, in the third quarter of 2020, you know that we had a lot of market discounts from people missing earnings. So when they missed those earnings, you were able to pick up those discounts. I talked about it. Well, the fourth quarter is where a lot of e-commerce companies, consumer, good com consumer goods companies, um, Things like Nike, um, Walmart, Amazon, they're all going to do well. Followed up by biopharma companies because they're going to book all those profits that they just received from these contracts for COVID vaccines. They're going to book those profits right into the fourth quarter, make their fourth quarter strong. They're going to report these things, as I told you guys before, in the first quarter of 2021. So if you want to know what you should be buying, you should be looking for discounts or anything that you can buy at a reasonable price. Even if you can't buy it at a reasonable price, you can overpay because it is likely going to have a continuation into 2021. And the reason you know that this is going to happen is because, as you know, we've just passed the, um, the new stimulus bill for the CARES Act. So there's market liquidity that's going to continue to push the markets forward, almost like a no-brainer. The other place where you can find um, great trades is in the REITs, uh, the REITs sector, real estate investment trusts, specifically like Boston Properties, VNO, ESRT, uh, BXP is Boston Properties. I like those names uh, because discounts are to be had with all the vacancies that are in a lot of these large cities where some of these um, 
real estate investment trust are active. And since those discounts are there, some people who are well capitalized, well, not some people, but some companies that are well capitalized are coming through and uh, snatching up some of those very cheap leases and then will be paying right back out, you know, the rent for uh, the real estate investment trust in itself. Another place that I like it is any tech companies in the near term. So in the first quarter of 2021, I like tech companies still due to the liquidity being pumped into the markets, due to those stay-at-home orders, things like Take-Two Interactive, Blizzard, Activision, they will remain strong for gaming, and as well as Apple with iPhones, Netflix with, um, even though it's increasing its fee structure, it should remain strong. Coming out of the pandemic, any discount that I see in Starbucks, I'm buying it. Because Luckin Coffee, which was going to be the closest competitor to Starbucks in this country, they were trying to open Luckins in this country. It's a Chinese, the Chinese equivalent to Starbucks was caught for fraud, accounting fraud. So they are not, they were kicked off of the NYSE and they're not going to be opening those stores in the U.S. Those are the names that I like and this is what we're kind of going to see from a global scale I know I've talked about it a lot, but we already know that we have been printing and printing and printing money in our economy. And since we're doing that and we have um, we have a new presidential regime coming through, we have to pay attention to what they plan on doing. We already know Janet Yellen is... Um, is going to be the Fed chair. She's going to deploy cash. Janet has always been pretty consistent. She worked with the Obama administration. It shouldn't be hard to know what she's going to do. She's going to fall in line. So we don't have a problem there. We know that um, vaccines are closing. Are, are going to start closing out the pandemic, not because we, we will not have the virus anymore, but because it kind of gives us a bridge and an understanding of that there is some light at the end of the tunnel even if you're a person who's completely against taking a vaccine that doesn't really matter it's about psychological market sentiment and the psychological market sentiment is that we have a vaccine things can calm down we might be able to get back to normal don't get me wrong it doesn't happen Your in the first it doesn't happen in the first quarter started download the google home app on a phone or tablet sorry about that i i don't know what one of my speakers in this office was going off but we don't um, we don't expect to, you know, clear everything up in the first quarter. I don't think that you clear everything up until closer to the third end of the fourth quarter. Most vaccines will be distributed to the average people, you know, even though they say like, oh, as soon as next week or whatever like that. But that's not the case. Um, you know, established nations will probably get it within the first quarter. Um, Emerging nations will probably get it between the third quarter into the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, third world will definitely be at the end of the year. That's probably when they will get most of their vaccines. I also think that as we're com coming into a recovery, most people really like airlines and they've been buying airlines since we had the dips. I don't like that strategy. I think 
airlines are going to miss their guidance. I don't think they did enough business during the, this holiday season. You'll probably get another run at airlines to get them cheaper again with more stimulus being kicked back into the companies. What makes me say that? Uh, they were still doing mass layoffs at airlines and they were still cutting routes that they were flying. And we know that um, the U.S. was still banned from a, quite a few countries uh, for travel well into October. So how are they going to book a nice profit or not even nice profit, but nice revenues for um, the fourth quarter of 2020 to report in 2021? I don't think that's going to happen. So I say err on the side of caution with airlines. Uh, hotels, I think they will make a bounce back because, you know, people are, are still trying to move around and they are definitely checking into hotels. So I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, healthcare, we already know, as I was saying before, it's going to be strong. That's biopharma. Uh, but one of our other big issues is that we're, we're having an issue with the yield curve and the fact that we can't forcefully push up inflation. So there, the problem is not a problem in the sense of like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? The problem is that, whoa, we've got a lot more printing that we can do in this country and you haven't even seen the beginning of it. Uh, one of the most recent news articles that I saw is that Louisiana intends to do universal basic income uh, for people. They haven't hashed it all out yet, but they're committed to doing it. And um, state government is completely fine with it. As I've been preaching over and over and over and over again, it's on its way. There's nothing you can do about it. So that is the uh, global macro into micro for the US. Let's go into the Eurozone next. And the Eurozone markets are very interesting. Um, I think they're going to underperform due to high exposure of uh, financial risks. In Europe and the whole Eurozone itself, they're, they're very much paying uh, nice stimulus checks. Ireland, I think you get 4000 a month or and you can get even higher than that. Germany um, def is definitely cutting nice checks. Uh, Britain's cutting nice checks. More aid is needed in those countries and it's going to continuously be pumped out as they have a virus mutation over there and nothing is slowing down. It's actually surging, no different than here, except theirs is a mutation. So I, I really firmly believe there's going to be slow growth um, in economic output. There's going to be... Um, political gridlock happening there, just like over here, along with high unemployment. My angle in trading and looking at their markets is to take a Forex pairing of the US dollar to the Euro and uh, short the Euro. Moving on into Japan. Japan is different than Asian markets, uh, as in Asian markets are China and um, and India. So I don't want you to think that these two markets are the same. So as we move into Japan, uh, the Bank of Japan is um, extending uh, COVID aid uh, as their virus, as the virus surges over there too, right? Um, Japan is still dealing with um, inflation issues. However, the yen is strong. It's, a, it's an interesting situation over there because the yen is... is, is uh, gaining momentum and is being strong against the pairing with the U.S. dollar, uh, giving exports 
an issue. So exports coming out of Japan being expensive to be exported, that's not good for the Japanese labor. It's not a, it's not a thing that you exactly want. I think they're going to try to uh, figure out how to regulate that, get their currency a bit cheaper because we're the ones overprinting and everyone is selling our thirty our um, mid maturity treasuries. You'll see that when I speak about China. The one uh, the other big issue there is that they have to continuously supply their liquidity, even though they have this issue where the yen is stronger than the dollar because um, private sector still needs money over there. It, it, it's, it's extremely important. Their credit markets must stay liquid. It's estimated that there will be a 4% growth in Japan. If you're just trying to understand where that limitation of growth is coming from it has to do with that services continue to be closed due to COVID. Um, restaurants are closed and tourism is limited. I think one of the biggest uh, problems that they're having with everyone is so interested about uh, Super Nintendo Land uh, is that you can't get over there as an American because you're banned <laughs> till this COVID stuff kind of fixes itself. But they do expect to expand the money supply which will give them a hard time uh, controlling their currency value in relation to the U.S. dollar and trying to weaken it. Um, it's going to be an interesting kind of fight that happens there. I, I, I want to pay attention to it. I won't be looking to trade the market in Japan, but I'm just curious. I want to see how it plays out from a macro level. Uh, we will see what our imports look like from them. We already know Sony's going to do extremely well, so... You can trade Sony, uh, obviously, and you can do that as an ADR over here, just like you can do Microsoft. But Sony more so is going to be gangbusters in uh, 2021 because of all those consoles and units sold. I think you could probably run with Sony on earnings alone until the fourth quarter of this year. I think every quarter they are going to beat earnings expectations or come right close to it. Uh, the PlayStation is going to kill it for its first year and it's going to continue on. Uh, last but not least, we're going to go into China and its economic outlook and what I think is going on over there and what is to come. Um, actually, China and India are going to uh, catapult fastest and furthest coming out of this uh, pandemic. For one, they've already contained the virus in, in China, or at least that's what they say. You know, you never know when they're telling the truth. However, um, it has shown in their uh, in their stock market where they're minting new billionaires like crazy. IPOs are strong. They're supporting um, uh, tech. Tech is strong. They're ready to go and get their economy running on, on full cylinders, and they're almost there. And the reason you know they're there is because they're thinking about raising rates. They want to take rates off of lows. Um, no, they're not adding any extra stimulus. They've decided that they're not going to add any extra stimulus. Uh, when they were dealing with this COVID issue and coming into where they currently are, instead of buying more U.S. treasuries um, for midterm maturities, they're selling those treasuries, which is what gives us that opportunity in um, in my other episode where I speak about where uh, the yield curves are and how you can make money off of 
treasury spreads. So China's in it to win it, man. Uh, I, I'm not saying that they are going to win, but I can tell you this. Um, electronic vehicles, uh, the stock BYD, as well as NEO and IO are strong. And BYD has a stronger cash position than NEO. However, I like NEO the best. I believe I could buy more shares there, control um, a better outcome for myself in the electric vehicle market. I'm not worried that NEO has more debt because both are in favor of the Chinese government and they're going to ensure that they operate exactly as they want them to. They're going to make sure that they post the results that they want. If they have any problems, they're going to give them the money. They don't want Teslas being imported into China. To import a, China, import a Tesla into China is like buying a Lamborghini over here, you know, SVJ, 400 of 600,000, excuse me. I'm not saying it literally costs 600,000, but you know it's going to cost you a lot of money. They're trying to keep them out. And they're going to continue to try to do that until there's some sort of uh trade agreement or something that lets, you know, lets people put down their arms and maybe they get some of those neo uh cars over here to America. But as of now, that's not happening. That is the economic outlook for 2021, in my opinion. That's what I'm looking for. There should be some other specific names, but those names will be covered as we start doing episodes in 2021. I hope that this recording found you well. Thank you again for tuning in. This is LA Echo, Trade Talk. Take care.